Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. How are you? This is Nina's Got Good News. I'm so glad you came back. You guys are awesome. Thanks for showing up and listening and supporting. Welcome back. Here we are, episode number 101. Woo! Round of applause, please. I'm so excited you guys are back. 101. Thank you all so much, by the way, to everyone who helped us celebrate the milestone of episode number 100. That was super fun, right? Special shout out to my producer. He's the best, Dan Ball. He joined me to mark that big milestone for us. It was so fun to do a walk down memory lane together to look back at where we started and see how far we've come. It was an awesome, I just love doing that. I hope we can do more of that. So anyway, thank you again for all the support along the way. Ever since we launched this podcast back in 2018, you all and your support has been just incredible. And I'm so grateful always. So here we are. Welcome to podcast number 101. Wow. That also sounds like a really big number. Today's episode is sponsored by Mary Roos Organics. Mary Roos Organics is the only brand of vitamins and supplements that we use in our house. I take them every day and so do my two kids, Charlie and Blaine. Mary Ruth herself is such an important and trusted resource for overall health and wellness, which is why I support and love this brand so much. Today's podcast is brought to you by Mary Ruth Organics. And if you go to their website, maryruthorganics.com, and you use the promo code GOODNEWS, you will get 15% off your order at checkout. And all that information is also going to be down in the show notes of this episode with the promo code good news and also the website for maryruthorganics.com. So here we are. Today we are focusing on another milestone, my upcoming birthday. Yes, that's right. I'm about to turn 50 in a few days and I'm all about embracing our age. My favorite age is now. I'm feeling really good about my upcoming birthday and the next chapter ahead. My guest today is a trailblazer herself when it comes to being an amazing wife, an amazing mom, an amazing small business owner. She owns an awesome clothing store here in Fairfield County, Connecticut. She is an amazing mentor to so many of us who look up to her in our community. And she is also an amazing daughter. She is Kit Shapiro, the one and only child of the late icon herself, Eartha Kit. Many of us remember Eartha fondly for her most famous song that has played nonstop around the holidays, one of my personal favorites, Santa Baby. But for her daughter, Kit, she was her beautiful, loving, and devoted mother. Today, Kit Shapiro talks to us all about getting older and being more comfortable in our skin. I know you will love getting to know Kit as much as I have enjoyed getting to know her as a friend here in Connecticut. She is someone we can all look up to for her great advice. So here's my recent conversation with Kit Shapiro. And my friend Kit Shapiro is with me now from Connecticut. How are you, Kit? So good to I'm see you. I'm so good, Nina. How are you? Oh, it's so good to see you. I love Thank coming you. into your store in Westport, West in Westport, which we'll talk about in this interview. But I always love coming into the store because you're there so much, which I love. And then I get to see you. Thank which you. Is- Always, always a bonus to see you are always a bright star in my day when I see you come in and you're so incredibly supportive. And uh, I truly appreciate 
you, you always. Oh, well, thanks, Kat. The feeling is mutual, of course. So just give us a little update on your life. How are you? How's the family? What's been going on now that we're here in fall of Connecticut? Uh, what is going I cannot on believe we're in fall. It's just, I know. You know. And today is such a fall day. It feels like we're getting into that the time of year where every day the, the, the leaves are more beautiful. And uh, it's just, it's really cool. I mean, I you know I'm doing really really well. As you, as you mentioned, I go to the store uh, pretty much, you know, almost every day I work um, in the store and my kids, I'm an empty nester. Um, my children, three of them live in Los Angeles. Actually two live in LA, one lives in Miami and one lives in New York. Um, the youngest is 27 and the oldest is 32. So, you know, there's very few people around, you know, just uh, my husband and I and and the store. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, the store is like another baby, of the course. The store is right? like another baby, yeah. yeah. Uh, and a good baby, like a, a fun, um, makes me smile, brings a lot of joy to other people. And, and that's what I that's what I truly, you know, keeps me going. Yeah, we need that, right? It's it's yeah. like a, it's such a passion project for you. I love that. So last time we spoke, Kit, it was when your, um, when your book had just come out. Mm-hmm. Here's the book, wow. Eartha and Kit. Um, a daughter's love story in black and white and your book came out last year. So when we yes. spoke last year, we did a little Instagram live together when the day your book came out, which was so much fun to talk more about your book. And now that I've read the book, um, when we talked, I hadn't read it yet, but, um, cause it, it had just come out, but now that I've read it, I'm, I mean, I just love the book so much and Thank you. I know it's done super well, but just tell us a little bit, what has the feedback been about the book? What, what, what were people's reactions to the book? What's been the feedback since it came out? You know, I think the greatest thing about the book itself and people feeling so uh, connected to the stories that I tell uh, about growing up with my mother, you know, it just happens that my mother was a famous person. But I think in many ways, the stories of this relationship between a mother and a daughter, and I call it a love story, uh, because it really truly was. Um, I think many people can can either relate to because they have a relationship like that of their own. They yearned for a relationship like that of their own. Maybe they had a relationship with a person who wasn't necessarily uh, a, a mother or a parent. Um, and, and I just think it's just human. And, and we all, as we mentioned, you know, about the store a minute ago, the connections that we that we we have to each other as human beings, I think, especially with what we've gone through with the pandemic, we we've found that are so much more important. We're, we're, we treasure them more. I hope. I hope we treasure them more um, because it's really what what life is about, right? It's it's that's what separates us from everything else in the in in the universe is that we have these human connections. We have this joy. Hopefully, we have emotions. Um, we have the ability now, thank goodness, to see each other's faces again, um, because that was something that I think people really had, you know, realized how much we give with all of our face. It's not just, you know, our mouths that we hear and our, our eyes and, and maybe, you know, our makeup. It's really about everything that comes in that in, emotionally from that person as they're speaking, Um that we get, that we receive, and that's part of the, what the, either triggers us or makes us feel good, or, you know, or maybe a smile that make, that we really feel emotionally connected to. So the book has really opened up, I think, a, this conversation with other people. Um, and they have, they, I mean, I've been very blessed um, to, to receive only good things um, about, you know, people being thankful 
and how it made them talk to a parent or made them realize something or, or, or just smile or laugh, um, which is, I think, such a great, you know, a great feeling. And that's, I'm an avid reader. So I really get a lot from um, a book and it really, it stimulates my, my creative, my, my creativity, my imagination, um, my senses. And, and I think that's um, one of the blessings that having a book that tells stories about real, a real relationship uh, can do to, for others as well. Well, it's just such a beautiful book. You did such an amazing Thank job you. and I've gifted it to a few friends who have also loved it so much. So it makes a great gift too. So Kit, since you wrote the book, you then decided to go on TikTok. I know you were always on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff, yeah. but after the book, you then decided to go on TikTok, which is, which is rare for um, someone of my age. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk a lot about aging and positive, positive aging on this episode. But so, you know, you are, you're open book, you are 60 years old and you got mm -hmm. on TikTok. Yep. And it's not often, you don't find a lot of 60 year olds on TikTok. So what was it? No, because it's like a, a full-time job, like, I got to tell you. Yeah, I know. It is a whole nother <laughs> job for you. But walk us through the decision of like, okay, so I have the book and then now I'm going to jump on TikTok. Walk us well, through. Well, it was actually the recommendation of a, of a woman who I'm now working with, Amy Palmer, um, who said to me, you need to be on TikTok. And I said, no, I don't need to be on TikTok. And what am I going to be on TikTok for? I don't, you know, I don't do anything. And I said, you need to be on TikTok because it's a really, it's an, a platform that people really like to be able to, to connect with another human being. So I went and I swear, Nina, the first TikTok I did was I think eight seconds long. And all it did was said who I was, my name, who I was, and that was it. And it was went 500,000 views. And it was, it was just, it was funny. I mean, it was just comical. And from there, I got reached out from um, uh, Good Day Los Angeles. And they do a TikTok Tuesday. They say, oh, you, you, would you love to come? We would love to have you on our, on our show in LA. So I did that show. And, and then I started to talk more about the subjects in the book. And I started to talk about some of the things that people have said to me on social media about, you know, that I don't look anything like my mother um, because my skin color is very light and my mother was much darker and my hair is different and my, what, you know, yada, yada, yada. Although I do look very much like my mother, which, you know, is a whole other thing that people can't really see past color, unfortunately. So um, I, I did a TikTok where, where we, where I said, let's, let's address the, the elephant in the room and let's talk about it because I know many of you are looking at me going, you can't be Eartha Kitt's daughter. She doesn't have a, a, a child that, you know, that can't, you can't be, you're too, you're too light skinned. And that particular TikTok video went to 1.5 million views. Wow. And it was, it really touched a lot of people who could absolutely uh, relate. Some people criticize because that's what people like to do, especially behind the a screen, you know, a fancy screen name. Um, and it brought a lot of attention to people who are in a similar position, mm -hmm. who are, you know, who are biracial, multiracial, who don't look like other people think they should look, and who, you know, who receive you know, maybe not so much outward criticism as much as just, you know, questioning looks and, and you know, uh, suspicious, you know, uh, 
ideas that you may you you might be not maybe who you say you are. How could you you know be really? That's what you are. That's your background. Why it's so important that people we we have to know exactly. We're all such melting pots. It's it just I think we should all be able to take a DNA test at birth and and let's just get past that first issue that we're we're all mixed up you know mutts on some level and which is what makes people so beautiful. That's what makes us so unique mm-hmm. because we're all so different. Um, so that particular uh, TikTok was seen by Tamron Hall and she happened to have been on vacation. Her show was on hiatus, but she, it really struck her to her core because her little boy is multiracial and very light skinned. And she really felt that it was something that she wanted to talk about. And so she had one of her producers reach out to me and ask, you know, if I would appear on her, on her show, on her talk show. Um, which I did uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and we had a, 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 a what I hope will be will continue to be a discussion um, about you know I mean we're, we're talking about race, um, but we're talking about a more subtle you know dis- discrimination is not a good word, but a, a, a subtle judgment, mm-hmm. a subtlety that you know of, of people d- wanting you to be something because they have a a predetermined image in their mind as to what mm-hmm. it should look like. And that when that doesn't happen, um, it, it just, it, it, it throws people. They don't know. Yeah. You know it triggers know them for to, some yeah, reason, Yeah, it really right? does. It really yeah. does. Yeah. I know. It is very judgy. Instead of being curious, it's more like judgmental, right? True. True. Yeah. It's interesting how um, I think that, that some of that's because of, of social media, obviously, that you wouldn't be that judgy if you were face to face with a person. Um, but when you have the ability to hide behind a screen and write, a, you know, without anybody really knowing clear, you know, uh, you know, in plain sight who you are, uh, it, it gives you a lot more freedom to be um, mean and nasty, frankly, because that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to. Um, and your mom was multiracial too, Kit. So mm-hmm. how did she help you sort of address this when you were younger? How did she talk to you about it? And my mother sort of advise you about how you should handle that. She would always say to me, she said, you're like a walking United Nations. You either fill every quota or you break every rule. Um, my mother thought the more mixed up we are as human beings, A, the more beautiful we are. Um, and, and, the, and the less we can really fight about that piece, mm-hmm. right? Because we're all combinations of many different nationalities, ethnicities, um, and, and, and countries. And, you know, I mean, it's here in the United States, especially, we're such melting pot. Uh, and we don't, that's, and, we, and yet we're the ones who least accept and understand and embrace each other for being so unique and so different. Um, so my mother really was, was, was open about how, A, she thought how beautiful it made a person when they have lots of different um, ethnicities to them. And she also liked the idea that, that you couldn't really look at me and, and, and immediately identify what I was. Um, she thought that that just kept people on their toes. She didn't like the idea that you could that people have to be pigeonholed and put into categories. And, you know, you have to be black and you have to be white and you have to be Asian, you have to be Hispanic. I mean, that to her was just, it was so small minded uh, and it's not who we are as human beings. Um, So I think she just got great joy that she gave birth to this sort of mixed up mutt. (laughs) 
<laughs> just, it just, and, and so because she raised me with this appreciation for who I was and what I was, and I, and we were so close that, you know, I never was really um, questioned my, my, my mother said, you're a human being. That's mm-hmm. who you are. And that's yeah. beautiful, right? In its own right. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. I really wish I had known her. So Kit, what do you think your mom would think of your success on TikTok? What do you think she would say about that? She would think it was funny. I think she would think it was very funny. Um, and, you know, I was never one who was really big on on talking about uncomfortable subjects. Uh, I kind of like to, I'm sort of that person that stands in the back of the room and goes, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I don't really, I don't like being criticized. I don't like being, you know, people being angry at me. I, I don't like confrontation. Yeah, but, but in a yet, way you found your voice. I kind of You're felt, I was, voice. I kind of felt that I was, that's what I was really supposed to be doing. Yes. Um, and I think my mother would be happy with that. Obviously she was not one who shied away from any controversial <laughs> subjects at all or giving her opinion um, or having her opinion be known. I, so I do think that it was one of those things that I just couldn't avoid anymore. And, and it was just like, okay, let's, you know what, let's just talk about it. And, yeah. and it's, it's maybe what I'm supposed to be doing and it's people are reacting and responding very positively. And I think it's reaching a lot of people who maybe need to hear that, mm-hmm. you know, you're not the only one going through this. We all want to feel that we're, uh, we're not alone. And so when, when we hear that someone else has maybe been, attacked unjustifiably um, and criticized for uh, totally out of my control. I mean, I can't help the way I was born. Uh, You know, genetics is just a bizarre thing. (laughs) It's totally out of our hands. And and my mother often said, now I'm an only child, but my mother would would often said to me, you know, if she'd had another kid, who knows what that child would look like? And so you see stories like that. People talk to me about how, you know, I've got two children and they look completely different. and there's that's beautiful too. Uh, so I, I mean, I think look, we're in we're in a world where beauty is certainly has been very uh, society society is conditioned us to believe that beauty is it looks like this, like X. I think that uh, social media is allowing us to see that there are so many different levels of beauty. Uh, and and that everybody is beautiful in their own right, and that to embrace that and to embrace to allow each other so that we embrace ourselves and who we are, that I do think is a positive. So I think that having these conversations is what I was, you know, meant to be doing. And so here I am, just doing it. I know, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I love watching them all. They're 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 really resonating with so many people. So give us your tip. Like, what's your best tip of how? to, you know, get on social media? Is it be yourself? Is it be authentic? Is it bring value to people? What is your most important piece of advice about using social media? I think we all bring value to every conversation because everybody's experience and whatever it is a day-to-day living is, is very different and very real. And even though it's different, it resonates with somebody because the emotions behind it are often very, you know, feel the same. So I think that we can, we should not be afraid to just be who we are. And I see people on, on, on social media who have faced incredible challenges. And I can't even imagine the kind of, of, of social media attacks 
and trolls are, you know, that come out of the woodwork to, to attack them. And it just takes a lot of bravery to be yourself. It's not an easy thing because we're conditioned to want to be, you know, look like that person and you need to have that hairdo and, and that look and that makeup and that, you know, whatever. And I think that when you stand out and, and you don't conform, um, it's, it's not easy, but when we own that and we uh, feel uh, the power behind it, I, I think it can, it, it can help not only ourselves, it can help another person. And because of that, then it helps us in return. So for those people who want, I mean, you can't miss, get, I mean, who's not on social media these days? I mean, you know, virtually everybody is, and it's just, it is the way um, of our lives. And I think that that one of the things we just have to be able to do is just be who you are. Mm -hmm. Don't try to be, you know, don't conform. Uh, don't try to be, fit into a box and be somebody else because it's not going to feel comfortable and then it's not going to come across as authentic. And exactly. people see right through that. Yep. Yep. You're, we're all so different. So you got to be yourself, be you, be unique because there's only, there's only one of you. Only so one. So I, I get that advice. That's so good, Kit. So um, let's talk a little bit about aging because as you know, I have a big birthday coming up in you a few do. days. It's so exciting. I know. I am embracing turning 50. I really am. I'm, I, I've been telling people that my favorite age is now. So um, tell us though, for you, um, tell us how 50 felt for you. Give us, give me your, what wow. was 50 like for you? What was 50 like? 50 was great. I loved the, I loved being 50. Um, I loved being 40 something. You know what I loved about being over older than 25 and 30, no offense to you 25 and 30 year olds, but that I really think that we become, we do get more comfortable in our, in our own skin. And I think as women, we go through this period in, in our lives of uncertainty. We start to doubt ourselves. We start to doubt whether we're pretty enough, we're smart enough, we're, you know, we're skinny enough, we're all these things that, that society, the norms that you know, feed into us, the media gives us that we start to question about our own, uh, our own bodies and, and, our, and our looks and, and, and our brains. And so I think that one thing about getting older is that it starts to just be that those, those voices become less and less uh, loud, right? Mm -hmm. And it becomes, you know, more about, um, yeah, this is who I am and I'm fine with it. And, you know, this is what I do and it's not perfect and that's okay too. So that in, you know, forties and, and fifties were, were great. I loved my fifties. I mean, I, I, I'm just stepping into my sixties now. So ask me in a few years what the sixties are like. I'm sure they'll be just as good in, for different reasons. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll come back in a few years and do, do it up. Yes. Give us your update on sixty. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when I'm when I'm going to be, I'm going to be right behind you, Kit. <laughs> Coming up on you. So tell us a little bit about your wellness routine because I think this is also something super important about aging. Is that for women especially mm -hmm. is that we're taking good care of ourselves. So tell, give me like a snapshot about your wellness routines. Do you have some non-negotiables every day? Like, how are you taking care of yourself right now? Because this is something that I think will really help me and all of our listeners, because we're all aging. Not everyone's yes. turning 50 or not everyone's turning 61. Like you're about to, I'm about to turn 50, but we're all aging. So how are you taking care of yourself right now? Well, I was really lucky that I, I had a mother who was all about uh, routines and eating 
and taking care of her skin. Um, now, but it wasn't anything fancy. My mother ate very uh, natural, organic, you know, as much as, as close to getting out of a garden as she could. We lived in Los Angeles, so uh, we had a vegetable garden um, and, and she ate everything. She grew her own vegetables and everything was always fresh. She did not believe in, in processed foods. She didn't eat, you know, a lot of chemicals. She really tried to eat as cleanly as she, as you could. And that didn't mean eating, you know, low fat. To her, that, that wasn't as important. Um, you know, she ate full fat everything because she didn't want anything artificial. So she didn't have artificial sweeteners. If it was going to be sweet, it was going to have sugar or uh, maple syrup or, you know, whatever, or honey. Um, and if it was going to be, uh, you know, with, made with, with the sauteed in something, it was going to be olive oil or butter. And that was it. And she did, she thought foods themselves have such incredible flavors that you don't really need to mask them with other things. So that was really important to grow up with a mother like that. I also learned, you know, she would go into, we had a, a sauna in our house and my mother would go into the sauna and make it a steam room. And she would put, you know, oil on her skin uh, all the time, you know, morning and night. She was very big on moisturizing. Um, nothing fancy. In fact, my mother used Vaseline and baby oil. That was her, her moisturizer. Old school. Uh, old school, exactly. Um, coconut oil that she was very big on. So those were the things that I knew, I understood. So every day I know that I, I must get out of the shower or the bath and I always moisturize. Um, I do moisture, you know, on my face is very, very important. Um, I do a, a very simple washing regimen um, and cleaning regimen, but I do use, I use Retin-A and vitamin C on my skin. Um, I do go to a dermatologist. I do have, um, you know, facials to keep everything, you know, cleansed as, as well as I can. Moisture is really, moisturizing is really, really important. So those are very key pieces. I drink as much water. I don't drink soda just never had, you know, a, a desire for soda. I don't drink juice, nothing against juice, but it's just not what I do. Um, I have my cappuccino in the morning and I drink water pretty much all day long. Um, sometimes not as much as I should, uh, but water is pretty much uh, all the beverage that I consume um, during the day. And then exercise. I'm very big. I do yoga. Um, I'm a huge proponent um, of yoga. And it's interesting because my mother didn't do yoga, but she was very limber. She stretched a lot. Stretching. And well, that's, she was, she was doing yoga. She, she was doing yoga. Wasn't called yoga. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she, and one of the things she had a car accident when she was 79 years old, a very serious one. And she walked away from it. And the doctor said it's because she was so limber. Wow. That she didn't break any bones. Um, and so that's a really important thing as we get older to keep, um, you know, make sure that we are not only doing our weight training because to keep our bones as women, especially we need to keep our bones very strong, but also to make sure that we stay limber and flexible um, because that's as we get older to me, you know, even I, as, as much as I, as flexible as I am, you know, I get up in the morning or I get out of a chair and I'm like, oh, Oh, hold on. Let's get that. Let's get that shoulder right back. You know, it, it's just the natural way. Um, and not worrying about it so much. You know, mm -hmm. yes, I do, my husband will say, not worrying about it. All you do is complain. Your shoulder hurts, your neck hurts, or this hurts. I yes, okay. There's a complaining does not mean you're worrying. This means oh I'm, my gosh. I'm verbalizing. We need, do, we need to do a podcast with your husband. <laughs> we need to get him on the line. That's amazing. But what yeah, is, so I mean, I work out every day. Um, yep. you know, pretty much, um, I would say five days at least a week. 
Um, and then, and it's just, you know, I don't eat anything in particular. I probably eat more carbs than I should. Um, uh, but I, you know, it's just balance. I love yeah, ice cream. Yeah. I love, I love chocolate. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, oh my gosh, you know, when I die, oh, too bad you didn't lose that last five pounds. It is what it is. You know, life is too short to not enjoy um, everything within, you know, within about a nice balance if you can. Now, since your mom was such a huge celebrity, she was such an icon. Did she, would, was she scared of getting older or was she more embracing aging? I think she was embracing of it. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there are times, you know, when we were all, you know, on some level narcissists, right? We all want to look our best. We all want to be beautiful as women. We all want to, um, you know, see ourselves in the mirror and say, wow, I love the way that that outfit fits me. Uh, so I don't think that she was so much worried about it as much as she was just aware that the body changes. And so because the body changes, we have to then uh, be willing to make changes. Maybe we don't wear a certain item anymore. You know, like I, I dress for my, my shape. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, I mean, I'm lucky and I'm blessed. I work at it. I'm, I'm, I'm fit and, and, I'm, and I'm slim. Um, but there are definitely uh, things that don't look good on me. So I don't wear them, <laughs> you know? So there, and, and as you get older, yes. Am I more concerned about my, you know, my upper arm showing? Yeah, I am a little bit. So, okay. Maybe it's just me that notices that, but I compensate for it a little bit. I don't necessarily wear the spaghetti strap. I know women my age and older who look amazing and, you know, go out there and flaunt it. And I love it. Um, so it's not because it, doesn't look right on them, or maybe they shouldn't do it. It's just how you feel in your own skin. And to start to understand that as we get older, uh, things change, weight goes differently, it certainly all goes into the center, it seems the middle of our bodies as women. Um, and that's just, you know, it's kind of what we got. And so we have to just embrace, embrace it. That's what we have and work with it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. It's so good. Um, so Kit, what, what would you say? Do, do, I, I love having, it's called age gap friendships. I think this is something that's super important. So I'm just curious for someone like you, because you've always, I sort of look, look ahead to you. I look to you <laughs> as like a mentor down the road in 10 years. Do you have friends that are either much older or much younger than you? And how do you feel about those kind of friendships? Well, much older at this point. <laughs> you always had your mom. Yeah, you always did have your mom. No, I do have friends who are, you know, a poor, definitely a few, you know, five, 10 years older. And I have yep. a lot of friends who are five, 10 years younger. Um, and they all, they feel contemporary. In fact, that's the weirdest part, right? Is I'm hanging out with a 40 year old and I'm thinking, oh, we're just, we're like buds. And then they said, oh, I got to get this, you know, my little league practice for my, you know, eight year old. And I'm like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> I you lost me. I don't understand that. Uh, we're back to school night. <laughs> um, so you know, but, but but I do think that we you know we're we're lucky. We live in an area um, where people are, for the most part, you know, engaging with each other for different you know creatives. A lot of creative minds, and I think because of that, you you're, you seek uh, conversations with people on, from you know all different ages, and and luckily I think we're interesting enough a 30 something, a 20 something, you know, is okay hanging out with us for a certain amount of time. Yeah. 
I know. And I'm sure everyone wants your advice. Seriously, Kit. I feel like you're like that person that we all turn to. So what what is your best advice for younger moms right now? What is your, hmm. when someone comes to you and says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed or I'm struggling as a mom or, you know, I'm not good at this motherhood thing. Like what's your best piece of advice for younger moms these days? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know any mothers who ever think we're good enough. Um, I, and I think, and I think that we're, we're given this like pedestal that we're supposed to be standing on and, and be, you know, the be all and, and for everybody in our lives. And we as women are natural uh, multitaskers. And because of that, we do a lot of things really well, doesn't, but we don't do a lot of things perfectly. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Um, I think we have to learn to try to cut ourselves some slack. Uh, The guilt, you know, parenting comes with incredible amount of guilt. Um, I mean, look, my kids are, you know, in their their late twenties and thirties and, you know, there are many times when I can sit there and say, oh, God, I can't believe, you know, I did this when, you know, he was 10. I mean, believe it's like, what, really? I'm still I'm still thinking about that. Um, yeah, I think that we do. T- we beat up on we, we beat up on ourselves a lot. We second guess ourselves. We worry um, women. I think we worry a lot. Uh, I wish it, there was a way that we could just let that piece go, just really drop it um, because that holding on to those memories even as, as wonderful as memories are, holding on to those uh, shoulda, woulda, couldas, um, just is, it doesn't get, you know, we just become spinning in our, in our own stillness and it doesn't get us anywhere uh, and it doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve us anything. So just we let go, cut ourselves some slack. Um, you know, our kids are going to be fine down the road, uh, God willing. And we're going to be all right. We're going to all make it, you know, um, and nobody does it perfectly. Nobody does it. A lot of people don't do it well. And that's okay, too. Yeah, You know, uh, they don't yeah. give you any training for this. You know, adulting know. is not easy. You know, they, know. they put the, you know, we, we, we can't drive a car without getting lessons. We can't do this without getting, you know, training. And then they drop this, you know, little person in our lap and say, yep. here. Yeah. Good luck. Make, make, yeah, make like, them good a luck. good human. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But you know, it's so true. Our kids don't want perfect. They just want us. They don't want perfect. They, they just, just our them. kids don't want perfect. Yeah. You see that time and time again, when you see kids who are in really horrible situations and yet they would still prefer to stay with their, you know, with the mother of the parent. Um, our kids just want us. They just want to know that yep. we love them. And yep. my mother used to say to me, you know, some people say you can, you, you can never, you can love you know, her, My, my grandmother would say to her, you love that, that child too, my baby too much. And my mother would question us. She said, how could you ever love a child too much? And she's right. You can never love a child too much. That does, that's not about spoiling them. It's about loving them and letting them know that they are loved mm-hmm. um, and totally accepted. It uh, doesn't mean you don't discipline. It doesn't mean you don't, you know, there aren't hard times. It doesn't mean you don't have tough love sometimes, but really when your kid knows that they're loved, they're, I mean, that's so much that they can accomplish. Yeah. Oh, that's such good advice. I love that. I love that. Your mom is so, she really did love you so much, Kit. I know, you know, you know, and it's, it's so true. It's so it comes across so well in your book, just how you. much, you know, you were the center of her, of her world, which I just, it just warms my heart. So Kit, tell us what's ahead for the rest of the year for you at West and Westport, your store, 
your TikTok, the book? I mean, what's coming down the pike for you? What are you sort of manifesting for what's next for Kit Shapiro? Because you have so much going on and you're like viral on TikTok everywhere. So <laughs> tell us what's ahead. Well, you know, with the st- we're coming into the holiday season. So, you know, having a retail store, is a, this is a very important fourth quarter is very important for us. Um, and I think, you know, the store is really growing. I love that, you know, it's becoming, people are learning about it from, from the tri-state area and coming from Long Island and New York and, and New Jersey and in Massachusetts. And people are even contacting us from uh, Montana and wow. Chicago and California. We get people reaching out to us. So it's really cool. I love this um, this community of, of em, you know empowering women um, and helping them feel good in their own you know in their skin. My feeling is when you when you buy something, whether it doesn't have it doesn't matter how expensive it is or how inexpensive it is. When you look in the mirror, the person that I want to, you to make smile is that person who looks back at you. That is to me the most important thing. Um, and that is just a great feeling to, to the, the, you know, people come in the store and say, this was, you know, I, 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 didn't, I walked in here, I was having a bad day and I'm just I'm smiling now. So um, that is what I think connecting with each other is about. And I love that the store allows that to happen to people, you know, more and more. And it's the trickling out and, and spreading its wings. Um, you know, I'm going to be doing more TikToks. I don't know what I'll be talking about next. I mean, who knows? So we'll. We'll talk more about aging. my mother, my, you know, aging. aging. We'll talk about aging. We'll talk about more fashion stuff. You know, I love that. Um, my daughter, who's a singer songwriter, you know, she's been on a couple of my TikToks. And so she'll be probably doing more. Um, she lives in Los Angeles and is the other is the creative, the next generation of creatives in um, in our family. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think that it's just this is a new chapter. I'm going to be 61 years old. Um, you know, it's just a, a, the next chapter in my life. And I don't know what it's going to bring, but I'm open to, you know, the, the universe delivering to me what, what's supposed to be there and, and embracing it. Yeah, I love that, Kit. Oh, it's so beautiful. So, all right, well, we all have to follow along. So give us, tell us how to find you on all your social channels and then also how to find your beautifully written book all about your uh, your trailblazer mom, Eartha Kit. Tell us how to reach how to reach you, connect with you on all your socials and buy the book. So I am on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Yeah, at, TikTok <laughs> at Kit Shapiro. K I T T S H A P I R O. Um, and then you can find the book on my website, which is simplyEartha.com. Uh, which if you want a signed copy, that's where you can go get it. You can always find it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those other places. Um, and you can find the store is West, the number two Westport. Uh, and that's also on Instagram and Facebook. So come say hi, come watch my crazy videos on TikTok. Come see my selfies that everybody thinks, you know, or kind of, well, they rolled up my most people roll their eyes who, who work for me and who, who live with me uh, about all the selfies that I take for the store. Um, but I love them I, all. You, you, you make all you. the clothes look so gorgeous. And so, well, I, yeah, you so know, good. that's what you see on the camera is all, don't forget that this, after taking, you know, 150 shots, you finally get a good one. You're bound to get a good one at some point. And you don't see the times when, you know, I can't get out of the outfit. So 
Because <laughs> it doesn't I'm, fit. In Q4 during holidays, do you just do you just have Santa Baby on repeat in the store? And the, does the music, your mom's music, just playing Santa Baby? You know, it's home? funny. I never. I don't even think I've had Santa Baby on the store once. But I really should do that uh, and and just put it on a loop. Um, but well, yeah, it's favorite, I hear, favorite I hear it song. It is. It's a good song. It's a very um, good when song. When I told and my 14 year old son, Charlie, that I was interviewing you, um, he just started singing Santa Baby. So, oh. yeah, it's nice, though, that the next generation, yeah. you know, that they know about your mom and, you know, through her through her music and her work. So I think yeah. that's really cool. It's like, you know, I know you talk about this a lot in the book and then in real life, we've talked about legacy. And I just think, yeah. it's you know, it's cool that you're continuing all that with your, with all your work now. Too. Well, you know, I mean, as I always say, we all have a legacy and we all yes. have stories from somebody that's important um, from our, from our childhood or our past. And, and it's important to keep sharing those because that's what, you know, it's the history and, and that's what makes the, that enriches all of us when we can, when we carry that on. Yeah, I know. It's so true, Kip. Well, thanks so much for coming on and sharing all your good news. Thank you. Happy birthday you. in oh, a few days. Kit. It's very exciting. Oh, thanks, um, Kit. I'm feeling I'm 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 like you. I'm feeling I'm feeling good about it. You know, I'm feeling good. good about the next chapter. And like you are, I'm always open to what's next. And I'm, well, you know, women, we're always we're reinventing ourselves. We do that better than than any anybody else. And so we, you know, it's there's always a new chapter for women as we, as we uh, age gracefully. Yes, that's so true. So true. Well, thanks again for joining me and thank you for having my me. big milestone with me. I really appreciate it. So and I'll see you soon in the store, but we yes, all love I look you. forward to it. Thank and you. Congratulations on all your TikTok success. I love <laughs> watching all your videos. So bravo. Thank you. Thank you so all much. Right. Bye kid. That. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also, rate and review all her podcasts, too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXO.